All right, we are back with the 129th edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm really, really excited for this one. I am joined by UFC Bantamweight Kevin Natividad, who had his UFC debut back on October 31st on Halloween, which is very unfortunate. Instead of trick-or-treating, this guy was out fighting for our pleasure. So without further ado, I'm going to bring him on. Hey, man, how's it going? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Not too bad. So, uh, man, first things first, how were your holidays? Holidays were great. I didn't worry about dieting or anything, so I went on and ate whatever I wanted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I kept the training schedule on, but yeah, it's been, it, it was actually a great couple yeah. couple weeks. Oh yeah, I'd imagine. Uh, man, like I can't imagine going through like a weight cut during Christmas or Thanksgiving or any of those holidays. It would be brutal. Oh yeah. It, I, I've done... I want to say a couple weight cuts during the holidays just because I was supposed to fight like early January, a couple, like a couple fights, a couple fights ago. I can't even remember, but uh, yeah, it was pretty brutal, especially watching my family eat. And I come from a Filipino family, so, you know, they tease me. (laughs) What's, uh, what's life like in Arizona right now? I know I'm up in Canada, so like the pandemic has really stopped a lot of people from, from training, from doing basic things like gyms have been closed more often than not. So what's it like there in Arizona? Uh, I want to say it's a little bit of a mix of like everyone is being cautious, but at the same time, uh, everything's still going, if that makes sense. Like uh, I know there are a lot of closed practices right now uh, for a lot of the fight teams, um, at least the ones that I participate in. Like uh, there's only like a select few of us, but, like a lot of killers that I've been training with lately. So it's, it's been, it's, if I had to say, just cause there hasn't been like a bunch of random people hopping in training's actually been really good. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard both sides. I've heard people be like, man, like people are pulling out left, right and center. Some people are nervous to train. A lot of people aren't even going to the gyms. So it's good to see that at least you have some consistency there. Um, uh, I think that I think that's key. As long as you have a close group of guys who can still kind of get the work in, the last thing you want to do is pull a Max Holloway and do yeah. some Zoom training sessions. <laughs> Zoom training sessions. I mean, we were doing that for a little bit, honestly. Uh, as soon as, because I was supposed to fight back in March for the LFA, but that fight got postponed until yeah. July. And uh, I want to say for a little bit, I did like literally online coaching with uh, my head coach, Trevor Lally, trying to tell me what to do. And it just didn't work out. So we ended up just um, getting tested and then we showed up to the gym and then he would like work with me a little bit and then my brother would show up. And that's kind of like how we build up, rebuild up the fight team. And it's even then it still wasn't even the same. Like yeah. uh, training camp for the last couple, like not just that fight, but for UFC that I was supposed to fight in September 5th and then the one in Halloween. I literally only had like four training partners and I knew them like I, I knew how they were already. So it didn't even like I didn't even feel like I learned a lot. So it was kind of rough. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. There's no like real new looks, right? You can't bring in a guy who's has a similar uh, threat to your opponent. It's just the same guys day in and day out. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about, uh, I guess, biggest difference between now and this time last year, as you can see on your hat, is you are officially a member of the UFC roster. How does that feel? 
honestly, to be completely honest with you, it 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 didn't really hit me until after the fight, but or like you know fight week and everything like that. But I don't feel that different, honestly. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like. It's weird. Like I think pretty recently, I just got like the blue check mark on Instagram, and I'm just like, "Oh, that's weird." I didn't even know when that showed up. Like I didn't. Like I heard you had the request for verification or something like that. I didn't even do that. Like I just, I kind of just have been going about going around as if nothing has changed. I mean, besides the fact that I got a bunch of UFC wardrobe, I guess that's the yeah. only other thing that kind of makes me feel like I'm in the UFC. But the clothes are nice. <laughs> So, I mean, maybe nice clothes and I got a, I mean, a good paycheck from them too. Like more than anything I've ever had before. So that was decently broke before this, but I still feel like I'm broke. So I guess it's a good mindset <laughs> to have. I kind of want to always feel like that. That way I don't go, go around making like spontaneous buys and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a good mentality to have. Like, you know, it doesn't matter where I'm at. I'm still, still broke in that mental in that sense where, you know, I, I can't go out and buy a brand new car just because I made the yeah. USB. I, I do like that. Um, I want to talk about the first half of 2020 because for a lot of people, man, it was brutal getting fights, having stuff pull out, people pull out. And for you, you had a long layoff going into that March fight that eventually got pushed. So kind of talk about how did it feel – coming off that long layoff, having it pushed again, and then almost a year and a half later getting in there? Like, did you feel any ring rust? What was that like? Well, I do I do actually feel exactly that. Um, it sucked because before that fight that I was supposed to have in March, it was actually probably the best I've ever felt, like in general as like a fighter. Hmm. Um, the sharpest I felt, the most in shape I've ever felt. Not that I'm in, not that I was in like bad shape for the, for the other two fights that I had, but I was definitely in like sharper and everything. I felt, everything felt better. And um, just because I had like uh, no training partners besides the ones that I'm already used to. And kind of like what you had mentioned earlier, like we weren't able to get different looks and whatnot. It was actually really hard. Like, I felt like I wasn't getting any better, honestly. Like, I felt like I either plateaued or, like, got worse, almost. And uh, we still trained hard and everything, but it was, like, it just wasn't fun anymore. Especially with the pandemic, trying to be, trying to be, like, cautious and not get the virus and whatnot. And it was honestly really stressful. Even though I did end up getting, like, a contract for hopping on short notice and whatnot, it was it was stressful. <laughs> it's hard to say much more than that. Like, yeah. How do, you, how do you overcome those mental roadblocks? Because I'm sure so many fighters get it. And I, I'm sure you see so many guys pull out for their career. Like Guys could be 3-0 and and then just lose interest or go through a, a mental block or suffer a devastating loss. And they just say, you know what, this isn't for me. When in reality, that guy could be a killer, could be a world beater, or just may need something new. So for like someone like that, or how, how do you overcome that? So... 
for everyone, like, it might be different for everybody, but at least for me, like, one thing, I've committed a lot of my life to this because I knew I just loved it, you know? Like, there's no mom, there's no amount of losses I could ever take to make me feel like I don't want to do this. But another thing I want to say that's helped me a lot lately is um, I've been seeing a psychologist. And um, just, not just for the mental aspect of the sport, but for, like, my mental health in general. Like, um, after the last fight I had, I want to say, like, I took quite a toll on my self-esteem. And talking to this guy has actually helped. Like, um, it's funny. Like, we'll actually do, he's been having me do this drill called um, taking a, a mindful shower. Right? So, oh, well, before I even get into all this, like, the whole the whole thing that's keeping my interest, too, because I'm starting to have fun again with um, MMA and fighting and everything. Um, I have to be present in the moment, you know? So, um if I start thinking about the future and how I can't control it, I'll start, I'll start building up anxiety. If I think about the past and everything, I start like, getting like depressed or whatnot. And if I'm thinking about those two things, I'm not thinking about the present. So I start feeling around, listening to listening to what's around me, feeling the air, is it cold? Making sure I can feel this hat on my head. And if I can identify these, then I know I'm here, present. And once I'm present, then I have to make sure that my focus is on the goal that I have for today. And um, like, let's say I go to sparring that one day, like two weeks ago, my main goal was to like set up my low kick and add add kicks back into my game. Because I want to say like three fights in a row, I, three fights in a row, I haven't been like kicking. For some reason, I've been just like boxing. And it's because like, or two fights in a row, I've just been boxing. And it's because all my training partners are like boxing heavy you know yeah so like just stuff like that like um me being in this present moment keeps me interested because i know i love this sport and also just the fact that i know i can do so much more like why am i limiting myself to just boxing when i'm a jiu-jitsu guy originally i wrestled a lot with my brother and all of these college wrestlers and sorry that's my dog <laughs> and uh yeah, like, I, I was a kickboxer before I was a boxer. So, like, I guess for everyone, it, it depends. But for me, it's just always coming back and reminding myself why I love this sport and remember the goals that I've set myself. Yeah, I think that I think that's great. I mean, like, it, it's such a hard sport because it's different than any other, right? You lose a game of hockey, you lose a game of football. You know, you've got forty guys there who also lost with you. Um, when you when you lost your UFC debut, um, in in the way it, it went, how how do you overcome something like that? Obviously, like you said, talking to a psychologist and, and whatnot, but. When you go backstage, how do you how do you overcome the fact that you know what you lost in front of so many people? It, it's got to be uh, devastating, and it's got to be a feeling that someone like me, who's just sitting at the couch watching it, uh, would never be able to relate to. Well, I want to say, I mean, just like I said earlier, it was a big shot to my self esteem. I will also say a big thing that helped was that. It's kind of nice that I don't really remember. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that's I funny. I don't remember them raising his hand. I don't remember walking to the back. I just remember 
looking at my brother and being like, I lost. Did I? It was an uppercut, wasn't it? Dang. And then I just like sat back down and I was like, I could barely remember. I don't remember it at all. So honestly, that was kind of nice because then I don't have to relive the whole like raising the other guy's hand and whatnot because that's just gone like amnesia. Like I already forgot it. Um, but besides that, like it was definitely a big shot on my self-esteem and me just going back and training. Like I've, I've actually been training with a couple guys at uh, at with with another fight team, kind of cross training, and uh, just going with them has helped up my self-esteem and everything. And like like I said, I've been playing around with parts of my game that I've never really or that I haven't been using for some reason. Like, like uh, I think everybody's forgot that I'm like a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And not saying that the belt really matters, but like, shoot, like, especially in the team Novo Niao, like, they don't just give you your brown belt. Yeah, definitely not. Sure. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm, I, f- I feel like I'm, I'm, I got good Jiu-Jitsu. And then, uh, hardly use my wrestling and if i use my wrestling to set up my shots and whatnot especially my ground game if i get taken down i shouldn't be worried about getting taken down because i have good jujitsu so i should just go go right ahead and kick a lot yeah. uh going back and like reevaluating myself and my skills it just it's been helping a lot because it because at the end of the day i know like i don't really suck you know yeah and I have to tell myself that, like, regardless of what everybody says, like, on online and social media. And I don't know. I, I've never listened to those guys before either. But I guess after this last fight, it was kind of, it was kind of like, man, I wish I could just fight these guys too. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the end of the day, like, back to what my psych- psychologist told me, like, I don't necessarily block them out because they'll always be there. But I'm able to, like refocus if that makes sense like especially with his help and everything i don't think i'll ever even if i lose again like the mental part of this game is ridiculous and like just being able to refocus and everything like refocus and make sure you know what your goals are it's a it's it's powerful in a way where it's it can change how I feel like I could perform. Like, honestly, I'm excited for my next fight. Like, I've, I've rebuilt my self-esteem and everything so far. And honestly, like, I've moved on from that fight. It was a couple, it was a while ago, a couple months ago. Yeah. It feels like it was so long ago. Like, at this point, I feel like I just need to have, like, short-term memory. I already forgot, I already forgot how I lost and everything. Like, them raising my hand. I'm glad I don't remember that. And... <laughs> At this point, you just got to, like, focus on what's next, you know? So I want to talk about what's next because, I mean, 2021 is, for a lot of people is a fresh start, and uh, I'm sure that's the way you're looking at it as well. What's the ideal turnaround time, A, and B, what is um, your ideal 2021 look like? Well, normally I like to uh, I like to be ready at all times, you know? Um, I like to just keep my weight low and uh, whatever whatever opportunity presents itself, like go ahead and take it. 
Um, I'm definitely going to have that this year, but for my comeback, like, especially after this last fight, I'm looking at taking my time, making sure my head's right. Um, maybe earliest, <laughs> and this might, this might totally sound like, uh, like contradict what I've been saying, but I, I wouldn't mind fighting in February <laughs> <laughs> or even like March again, like March, March would actually be more ideal, but I just want to get back in there, but I need to take my time and, uh, yeah, pro- probably in March. At least that's what my coaches were saying to you. Like, let's let's fight in March. I'm like, yeah, no, March. March sounds great. Yeah, it gives me a lot of time to train and get my head right. And uh, I'm just going to start getting my weight down and everything. But if something pops up in February, you know I'm going to take it. <laughs> I, I like that, man. It, like, it's it, You hear that so many times. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking to, uh, to, to take some time off uh, and, uh, you know, maybe fight next week. Like, it's just a different mentality. Like, if something's on the table – you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot different than than uh, if you're just sitting at home. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about uh, as someone who's got two brothers and I live with mine as well. I want to talk about your 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 relationship with him and uh, how uh, how it's like kind of sharing a family business, so to speak, where you guys are living together, doing the exact same thing, pursuing the exact same goals. So so talk about that. What that what that's like? It's honestly it. Um it's been nice because like it's it's kept us like close you know um not that we weren't we weren't close before but this sport has definitely brought us closer than we would have ever been if we didn't do this sport yeah you know what i mean um we have so much to relate to and we have like even though we might it might seem like we have very similar skills uh we have different strengths like uh I don't know if I had mentioned it earlier, but my brother's actually uh, a walk-on onto the the ASU wrestling team uh, a while ago. So he walked on D1. Uh, he also wrestled in Southern Oregon. And uh, on top of that, he's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. And he's very boxing heavy as well. Um, and like me, I'm like a jiu-jitsu oriented, uh, originally a kickboxing heavy or kickboxing heavy so like our our styles like matched or to help each other grow you know um it's been it it's really he's my best training partner you know like he he with everything that he has to bring and everything i have to bring like we if i know i'm getting better than so is he and vice versa he's getting better than so am i um I guess the only other thing is that, like, I have a lot more free time than he does now. Because <laughs> he still works for uh, Titan Solar Power. And, uh, yeah, he also has, like, a full-time job. So, as much as I... I don't get to see him as much as I'd like to. The only time I really do see him is when it's time to train. But it's honestly great. Um, we do have another sibling uh our younger sister um she doesn't train though <laughs> and honestly like in our family me and him are the only ones that fight like it's just weird because like literally we're the first two fighters and i don't know we'll see maybe not the last <laughs> yeah i mean it's funny because um 
uh, it kind of reminds me a lot of Kai Kamaka, um, how he, uh, I've talked to him before and his whole family fights, like, mm-hmm. you know, you name it, like the, the, they're pretty much fresh out of the womb. They're already sparring. Like it's, it's yeah. crazy. His cousin with, he's cousins with Ray Cooper and like the, the, the lineage there and how far back it goes. Um, I want to talk about your, your early days there competing for, for destiny M- MMA, um, back on the a- amateur scene. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a big throwback, but you were a two weight, uh, world champ, well, two weight champion there. So kind of what was it like, uh, competing back there? Um, and kind of talk about, uh, the, the roots there. Honestly, if you do, especially if you do go back and look at it, like people will see the way how I fight now and think I'm just like a guy that throws hands with no kicking game. <laughs> right. And like, yeah. nobody's ever really seen like my ground game or anything like that. Whereas, like, back then, I threw pretty much mostly just kicks, and I was, like, a wrestler jiu-jitsu guy. Like, I think, I don't I don't even remember how many fights I had as an amateur, but I want to say, like, all but three. I think I had, like, what, 13 or 14 amateur fights. There was a lot of them. I was, I was looking at it earlier. There's quite a few. And, like, uh, only one or two of them, or, like, two or three of them were either a a decision or a TKO. The rest of them, like, were all submission finishes. And, like, the promoter back then, like, I know I know he's a big supporter now, especially, but back then, especially with my old jiu-jitsu coach, all I did was jiu-jitsu back then. Um, it just felt like they wanted us, they wanted, like, us to lose. Because, like, the guys that would feed us were just like, oh, this guy's like a two-time rest like state champ wrestler and this guy like oh he's had belts in this and whatnot and everybody was tough and back then especially growing up in hawaii i was just like oh yeah isn't it that's all we want that's all we want the tough guys you know what i mean like i think i won the first title my third amateur fight in and then i won i think i defended that like a couple times and went down to 125 which i don't know if i'll be ever be able to do again <laughs> but um i went down there and i i won that title too i fought somebody from vegas actually i think it was vegas to win that title and then yeah from yeah my- it's uh yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because I've talked to Kai, I've talked to Ty, I've talked to Ray Cooper, I've talked to them all, and it it's, it all seems like that the, the amateur scene in Hawaii must be crazy, and the and the people that support it are it's like everyone's behind it. Um, it's like that is their football. Um, Honestly, that was, that was like the best way to get respect out of the people too, because it's yeah. like growing up in Hawaii, everybody wanted the scrap and everybody wanted the test. And not all the time you could test everybody, but except for in that cage back yeah. home in Hawaii. And usually if you were a big time like scrapper back then, it was like, oh, bro, you won the t- Destiny title. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, you can scrap, you can scrap. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was like one of the best ways to gain respect. And I made a lot of friends fighting that way. Uh, me and Kai me and Kai actually met a long time ago because of, because of, because of it. Yeah, like that's why we're friends now. Yeah, I like Kai. He's a really good guy. I've uh, really I interviewed good. him before he made it to the UFC, and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's always awesome when you uh, when you meet someone before they kind of start to propel themselves towards the UFC and whatnot. And uh, but yeah, um, 
I want to talk um, about. Uh, sorry about that. I had like a fly just landing on my hand. That was annoying. Know, <laughs> Going back to uh, the Hawaii thing, what would it mean to you to to be able to return to Hawaii and compete on a card there? And is Hawaii ready for the UFC? I'm. I mean, maybe not so much with COVID. But if we take COVID out of the situation, then absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I went, I, I went back home to visit a while ago, and they're really cautious about it, you know? And they have every right to be. Um, I understand, like, shoot, there's no, like, let's, like, let's say, like, rabies, for example, for dogs. Like, they don't have rabies in Hawaii. Or not, yeah, not dogs, but animals in general. Like, they don't, you don't have it rabies so like they don't want to they don't want to have like like this global pandemic thing like whether it's like whether they believe it's serious or not um but throwing all that aside yeah absolutely uh hawaii is ready i mean shoot they used to have a big super brawl and everything like in hawaii that's where like mma started before the ufc in hawaii like everybody was doing that a long time ago so like by why wouldn't you want it in Hawaii, you know? And on top of that, like, it would mean the world to me to go back to my hometown and fight because just because that's where I started, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, especially to hear, like, the Hawaiian, the Hawaiian fans and everything like that, like, that would honestly be a dream come true. Like, not saying that that would be it for me, but if I fought back home in Hawaii, for sure, it would, like, it would be something that win or lose, like I'd be looking forward to and probably not forget anytime soon. I'll ask you, uh, I'll ask you a couple of questions and then I'll let you go. Speaking of Hawaii, we've got a, we've got a Hawaiian competing uh, next weekend, Max Holloway, arguably either one or two best Hawaiians to ever do it. Um, whether you have BJ Penn ahead of him or not, doesn't really matter. He's one of the greatest Hawaiians ever. That being said, who do you have winning that fight? I know who you want to win, but who who do you think is going to win? My bias always kicks in regardless. Like, I always vote for the Hawaiian fighter regardless because I'm just like, bro, all they got to do is hit him. Like, my inner Hawaiian goes in. It's just like, all I got to do is hit him, and that's it. <laughs> but uh, I am actually going for Max. Like, I mean, shoot, Qatar is probably one of the better boxers I've seen, especially in that division, to be honest with you. But – you know, Max is always the same. Like, uh, his last fight with uh, Volkanovski, I honestly thought he won. I, I did too. Yeah, like, kicking and everything. Like, the way he returned kicks right away. Um, a lot better than he did the first fight. Um, his range. Volume. I, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I see. I got Max going, and... I think it's just gonna it's gonna make it exciting. Like honestly, I think he's gonna kick a lot too. I do think he's gonna kick. <laughs> and we've got another big one. We've we've got another big one. Uh, only a few days after that, with Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. And uh, obviously, I can't talk to you without asking a prediction for that. I've been waiting for Conor to return since he left. And uh, so, who do you have winning that one? Let me put it like this. I I do think 
Dustin Poirier's gotten a lot better, especially since the first fight. You know, like he's figured out his range a lot better. Um, he closes the distance a lot better. Like he, he like, it's weird because he'll like throw his his uh, backhand and then like almost like switch stances so he can co cover that distance and then like throw it, throw it again. And uh, I, I watched a couple of his fights recently, you know, like a couple of things that I picked up that I'm starting to do myself, I should say. But at the end of the day, I just think Conor McGregor's better. <laughs> Yeah. Skill wise, I'm going for Conor McGregor, but I do think it'll be a lot more competitive this time around. I mean, the last fight was decently competitive too. It's just everybody only remembers the the knockout, you know. Yeah, exactly. Dustin's tough and he's durable, and it's uh, it's going to be exciting. I think that mm -hmm. if it if it goes past that second round, I think it's going to start to turn a little bit. I do uh, too. Really? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I, I really, I really think it's just going to come down to if Dustin can weather the early storm. I think mm -hmm. he's got a better chance. That being said, that Connor Brown is going to be key for both of them. Yeah, and Connor is looking great. And when Connor's motivated and he looks shredded, it's uh, it's a scary Connor. So I can't wait for that fight. Uh, last question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last question before you before we go. Is there any sponsors? Uh, or any social media you'd like to plug before uh, before we end this? Um, well, I want to go ahead and shout out uh, Blacksmith MMA just because uh, they've been a big supporter of mine. Um, kind of like since the beginning, since I started fighting in Arizona. Um, he's actually looking to open up his own like MMA brand, but it's like innovative, like his ideas and everything that he's got for it. Um, I think the MMA world is in for a big treat and surprise when everything starts coming out. Like I shout them out a lot on my social media. Also Hawaiian fight gear, because uh, they've helped me not just since I've started in Arizona throughout my whole career, since I started fighting, like they gave me my first ever like gloves and shirt and everything like that. And uh, Panda War Amanda Warfield, uh, Warfield hair bar for, I won't show it yet because I got hat hair, but uh, I cut off the I cut off the braids, man. I uh, I, I got a warhawk going on, like a big mohawk. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, you know, you can follow me on Instagram and social media and stuff. And my biggest supporter, my fiance, uh, she's looking on starting up something huge as well pretty soon. There's just a lot of things coming. Uh, 2021. And I'm excited, not just with me, but for everyone and all my supporters. All right, man. Thank you very much for the time. I uh, I can't wait you, to man. see. I can't wait to see you back out there, whether it's February, March, April, whenever, whenever you can get a fight. I can't wait. <laughs> um, and we'll have to do this again. We've got some other things planned, and uh, I'll uh, I'll keep you in the loop, and maybe we can uh, we can hook up and do something. Absolutely. Yeah. Just just you know, let me know. Keep all right, man. All right, man. All the best. Stay safe there in Arizona. Don't catch anything. Everyone's catching stuff right now. So uh, stay yeah. safe, man, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, man. Thank you. There we go. Kevin Natividad. I've been a fan of his for a while from Hawaii. He is in the UFC. Uh, he had a rough debut, but uh, can't wait to see what's next for him. And uh, if you guys haven't yet, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and stay, stay tuned for what's next.